Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So it's uh, it's just me for the day. I'll be talking games, movies, TV. I'll be talking about something from the last week. Well, the last week when it was recorded. And uh, who knows, there might be other things in there as well. YouTube watchers, uh, do subscribe if you're there and you're not a subscriber. Big shout out to all the YouTube subscribers. Uh... If you, uh, if you want to share the video around, share the podcasts around, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, it's all over the shop. So uh, share, share, share. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Is it super loud? Like I seem to remember there was a thing about last week. I think I turned it down part way because I was like, that does still look super loud. Um, hello. One second. Ugh. Yes, that oh so familiar sound of an energy drink. Um, one of those days, I'm afraid. My, uh, my daughter decided, you know what? 10 o'clock is absolutely the time to wake up. This is 10 o'clock at night. Um, between then and 11, just wake up more to the point of being fully awake. It's like, okay, let's let's go downstairs, lie on the sofa. Um, when she was a baby, that would be that'd be all she'd need. Just lay there, go to sleep, problem solved. I remember two o'clock. I remember I think we probably made it to about three o'clock. I was awake at five, uh, and then I think it was half six when she woke up, poking me in the eye, telling me that that was my eye. It's like, yep. And the weirdest thing of all was I was fine all day. I was talking to somebody about it today, and they were like, "Oh man, I'm very fine." And I was like, "The weirdest thing is I feel fine." feel fine. Went into a meeting at, I think it was like half two meeting, and by three o'clock I could barely keep my eyes open. I was really, really struggling. Um, so it's been a steady stream of coffee and energy drinks since then. Because um, as we know, Monday is a busy day. Sorry for all of you who don't want to have to listen to me drinking energy drinks. It's alright, I've got a glass of water which I'll move on to. So, today is the last day. Well, no, 
technically yesterday was the last day of the quarantine um, been a really weird one you know one of those where you kind of expect it to be worse than it is but then on the flip side the things that you expect to be better are worse than you think they're going to be I get into like the weekend just gone and being like, oh man, it's the weekend. I've just got like these two days, and then, and then that's it. We're done. Um, and then obviously those two days were the hardest. Um, so that's that done. Did my first run out in the world um, in two two weeks. It was um, it was tough. Especially the back end. I'll come to that in a minute. Um, it was tough, but I did do it. Um, kind of looking forward to like doing a uh, a big run. I just I think I need another couple of uh, medium runs under my belt before I attempt a bigger run. So yeah. Um, two weeks of isolation, quarantine, whatever, completed, um, but yeah, I, mean, I don't really know what to say, um, I do, I do think there are times where I look at this entire world situation and think, I was built for this, and then there are other times when I, I just have those blips, those blips, and I feel like I'm losing my mind. Um, cabin fever, I suppose. But yeah, that's that done. And then, uh, supposedly, two weeks of uh, of lockdown left. Um, so there, there we go. Um, few things for the last week um, watched quite a few films but nothing new 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 um, uh, a couple of new films to talk about I've got one that isn't a new film but I don't want to talk about it, the film I want to talk about something that around it I've got um, some TV and then uh, a few games so strap in for that one in the last week the Xbox Series X I think it's called this goes to show uh, and the PlayStation 5 have been released um, obviously there's been the not obviously there has been this thing where um, there's been some guy talking about how he basically paid £450 for a brick because his Xbox doesn't work uh, and then a, a multitude of reports about um, very buggy release of the PS5. Um, <coughs> the one thing that nobody's talking about is the massively underwhelming collection of games. I honestly cannot tell you a single game that has come out on either of those machines that isn't available on the Xbox One and the PS4. I believe I believe there is something 
again probably show probably shows uh, I couldn't tell you what um, I have honestly never known a more lukewarm console release honestly I get why Sony and Microsoft are like oh you know we've got to get these consoles out because money 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 but I just feel like it makes them look worse when they're like oh we've got these consoles they're a bit better than what you've already got and uh, you can play all of the old games on them alright I just, I just I just don't get it I'm so baffled by it. This is the first time since the release of the PlayStation 1 that I haven't had one pre-ordered. I got a PlayStation 1 about a year after they were released. My life was very different in those days. Um, I still had sort of a, a love for computer games, but I had so many other things going on at the time um, I didn't really have the time for, for computer games um, and then you know by by the PS2 uh, my life had taken a bit of a change and I had a bit more time for games uh, still not loads um, even things like I never had a PS3 at release. I had a PS3 towards the back end of its time. That's not that's not true at all. I still had one of those giant PS3s, but it had been out a while before I got one. Uh, what I think for me was I never really used the PS3 until the back end of its life, when I realised that like PSN was free and you got free games and stuff like that. It was like no brainer sort of thing. Um, so yeah I mean I got PS4 Xbox One GameCube Wii uh, Xbox 360 those are the those are the consoles that I, I absolutely have day one um, others, like I say, PS3 was a bit further down the line. Um, Switch, stuff like that, further down the line. Um, so, my original statement was, in fact, not true. So, I apologise for misleading you on that one. Um, it just feels like this is the first time that I've looked at a console release and gone, I'm good, thanks. And, you know, I've said already that I think I'm going to put the money that I would have spent or would be spending or whatever into uh, my PC um, I'm not intending to become a PC gamer by any stretch of the imagination but I am wanting to move more down the, uh, the PC VR the Oculus Link VR area But it just feels so incredibly lacking, this release. And that, to me, is very much 
that those two companies know they you know of, of all the people out there they know that they just don't have anything to give to people a load of old games oh you know you can buy spider-man again if you want I had a conversation about that today and I was like let's not forget spider-man was a great game when you played as spider-man it's like 30 percent of that game you're playing as either MJ or miles and those bits are not good it's a big chunk of the game to not be great so yeah but yeah the whole the whole thing just feels weird to me and I've had several conversations last week where I've said to people I honestly don't know at which point I would want to get one of those consoles you know for me there needs to be something worth playing something that you can't get on the PS4 or the Xbox One so I don't know I, I I don't know what that looks like what that might look like um, so yeah the the PS5 at time of recording the PS5 and the Xbox I think it's Series X have been released in the last week or so um, in my opinion to a rather lukewarm reception uh, but I wasn't one of the people queuing up for for release day so maybe that's me maybe that's an age thing don't know maybe it's one of the one of those sorts of things so as you people know Saturday night Saturday night's big night movie night uh, cheat meal night this week lovely cheat meal it was very nice uh, a little treat for a pudding um, had uh, had some a small amount of chocolate um, I don't often have uh, again this is one of those statements where I'll end up creating I don't often have chocolate but then in actual fact I probably have chocolate every day but what I, not what I would class as chocolate so like alright I've got a wrapper here this was a cereal bar it was 69 calories and it had a drizzle of chocolate on the top now I can't imagine that that's what we would call real chocolate feels like it's probably more of a fake chocolate especially to be 69 calories let's face it it's rice krispies with a bit of flavor and a bit of a drizzle of chocolate and that's how they keep it under the calories but chocolate chocolate's like you know like a like a, a dairy milk a cadbury a, Ma a mars not a mars bar i don't really eat mars bar uh, but like a all those ones are mars aren't they snickers stuff like that they're all sold by mars i think um but it, you know it's getting to that time yeah so there was I had a, a, a Malteser, I was going to say a Malteser Rainbow, a Malteser Rudolph, is that what they are at this time of year? And an egg of some description, uh, 
a robin. So I ate the Maltese Rudolph, it was like, what, two inches? See how defensive I am about the fact that I ate some chocolate. Um, and then these, yeah, these little egg things. I'm eating these eggs. Stuff like that, you kind of got to savour it. Gotta give it a little suck. Um, and I was like, is it me? Or is chocolate not as good as it used to be? I just... I don't know if it's like a... Maybe it's some kind of manufacturing barrier. Maybe, maybe they've found a way to make it cheaper. And as we know, making things cheaper always makes the, the quality go down. Maybe it's that. Maybe there's less care and attention. Maybe that keeps the cost down. But there's something about chocolate nowadays. It's just... And this might sound strange, but it's just not very nice. I think that's why I can go about my day not really being bothered about not eating chocolate anymore. Yeah, back not that far back. I bar of chocolate a day is not a, not an issue is it um and maybe maybe you know maybe there is just a i think if you change your diet and it's you know fruit and veg fruit and veg fruit and veg fruit and veg i imagine chocolate might not taste very nice not as nice uh, i don't know but yeah you know when you like i've waited all week for this cheat meal, I've worked hard, not as hard as I would have done if I hadn't been, you know, stuck in the house, but I've worked hard. I, I've earned this cheat meal. And you feel kind of robbed because you're like, eh, some of it wasn't very nice. So, yeah, I, I, I had to make a note of it because I was like, is it me? Is it, is it, is it, again, like everything I blame everything on, is it an age thing? Am I just too old for chocolate? Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Reminds me of the, the highway rat. Uh, this is absolutely going to be an age thing. This is a stupidity thing. This is not just an age thing. This is, this is the second time I've done this. And in hindsight, on both occasions, it was like... You're an idiot. So. I can't think what day it was. And again. Isn't going to matter. I was working out. I'm in the garage working out. Getting to the end. I've got two. Uh, two exercises left. They're very similar. Um, barbell curls. Curly bar curls. Barbell curls, set one, knock them out, no problem. Second set of reps, tweaked my back. And here's how it goes, because exactly the same as the last time I did this, I continued to do the third set. Silly move. That is, 
that is me being oh no I can I can do it I'll just you know, fight through the pain and all that nonsense um, tweaked my bad back and it was bad um, the next night when I went to work out I got to those last two exercises couldn't do them and yes I know what you're thinking why were you working out if you'd hurt yourself exactly I am not a smart man uh, I'm more stubborn than smart I think is probably uh, probably the way I would go with that one um, so tweaked my back so you know how it goes you know you struggle getting out of bed you struggle bending down for stuff you struggle putting trousers on you struggle putting socks on you struggle putting shoes on not that I had shoes to put on other than to run around the garden that's the irony run around the garden no pain everything's fine try and stand up out of a chair absolute agony so two days into me with bad back I was walking I was coming downstairs came around the, the bottom of the stairs started walking to go kitchen, dining room, living room area and it was like somebody had tasered me in the groin I nearly went down and was like what the hell was that tried to you know keep walking same again so basically from what I can kind of work out I think I've like maybe trapped a nerve that when I've been trying to deal with this back pain trapped nerve whatever has then had a knock-on effect and has essentially trapped another nerve that is somehow connected to the right side of my groin and top of my right leg so this carried on for the rest of the week to the point where the back starts getting touch wood starts getting slightly better but the leg electric shock to the balls situation nah that's 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 there to stay so I've got to the point now that I've learned that if I turn in a certain direction, like if I'm walking from one place to another, I can't turn a certain direction. I've become an ambi-turner. So I can't turn. I don't even know which way it is. Is it to the right? or I, One of the way. I can't turn in a particular direction. Otherwise I get essentially tased in the balls. Not the balls, it's top of the leg. But, you know, tased in the balls sounds funny. So there we go. That is that is very much a you silly old man. Why did you do any of those things? Because I'm not. I'm not smart. I'm stubborn. Work through the pain. No, it's always been. Uh, I don't know if that's always been my motto. When it comes to certain things. I remember when I was a number of stone uh, and I started running and I tweaked my back in the first week and it was so very much like a well I can't go running anymore I've hurt myself can't run with an injury um, and yet I kept going 
and what you were expecting at this point is for me to say and I made it worse but it was a life lesson not just a at that point in time it was a life lesson that in that situation I just I just kept going I went I kept going every day getting out the door with my huge lumbering frame went off doing my 30 seconds of running and my two minutes of walking and I just kept doing it and, and ultimately the back pain went now I don't think that's going to happen in every situation I am very much aware that there is a situation where you can injure yourself and then make and do more damage admittedly since the injury I have been wearing my weight belt to work out for certain exercises and yes you are correct I should have been wearing it originally so I didn't suffer the injury I now refer back to the statement about me being not that intelligent excuse me right I'll stop making horrible horrible noises so that has been the the week that was um Let's talk some movies. Watched a film the other day. Um, a film that... I can't say it's like, oh, I've always wanted to see that. It's a film I've been curious about. Um, so, as with 90% of the stuff that I watch these days, I saw that it was available on Prime recently. I was like, hmm, if it's there and it's free... And I've been kind of interested that I should give that film a whirl. Film in question is Whiplash, starring J.K. Simmons, Miles Teller. I can't remember his name. I think his first name is Paul. All I can ever remember is that he was in Aliens and My Two Dads. Um, I don't know if there was anybody else in that film of note there was other people in it but I, don't, I can't say off the top of my head anybody stood out as being wildly famous did make me have to look up why it is that Miles Teller has um, a lot of facial scarring uh, I've been wondering it for ages. Uh, looked like I looked up on IMDb and didn't know if there'd be like some trivia about. Uh, I think I looked him up on IMDb. Looked through his trivia, no mention of it. I was like, it seems quite a big, you know, big-ish thing, especially for an actor uh, to have these quite prominent facial scars. Um, and in the end of the, the my curiosity got the got the better of me and I, I googled it and uh, it was there uh, car crash um, his friend was driving his car I believe and they had a car crash at 80 miles an hour um, so that's it Whiplash is the story if you don't know if you haven't seen it Whiplash is the story of a um, music teacher J.K. Simmons 
who is an absolute perfectionist as far as music, uh, especially jazz is concerned. Miles Teller is a student, he plays the drums, he's at this music school, he gets into J.K. Simmons's class and he then gets to a point where he is like the, 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 the guy playing in, in the band. Uh, there's a point in the film where he says that he wants to be one of the best, admirable, uh, and J.K. Simmons pushes him incredibly diff, you know, incredibly hard, uses a variety of different sort of uh, psychological techniques, brings in other people just to make him work harder and stuff like that. Pretty sure that film is like an hour and 40 minutes. I'm sure it said... Sure it said it was either nominated or won three Oscars. Can I do the really annoying thing of looking it up while I'm talking so that it seems like I've actually done... That's interesting. I honestly think thought I'd... Um, IMDB'd it. Whiplash. Cool whip. Do, do, do. Isn't there a... Isn't there usually a section... Awards! Won! Three Oscars! Another 91 wins and 144 nominations. Jesus! Oscar winner. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role. J.K. Simmons. I never knew he was an Oscar winner. That's pretty cool. Best achievement in film editing. Tom Cross. Best achievement in sound mixing. Eh. eh was nominated for best motion picture of the year. Best writing. Won a Golden Globe. BAFTAs. Etc. Um, so there you go. It did win three Oscars, uh, and rightly so. It's it's uh, it's a very good film. But an hour and forty minutes, I think. Good good length for a movie. You don't get many films <clears throat> that sort of length these days. They're all like three hour epics. So good length. Very intense movie. Um, it's, a, it's an example of how someone can push people um, and how the pursuit of perfection can lead you down some possible, you know, some, some dark paths. Um, so that's that for like an hour, an hour and ten. end of that film is brutal it goes from being a film about a guy who's like I want I want I want people to to be the best that they can be and achieve the best and absolute perfect absolute perfection and a guy who kind of like wants to embrace that aspect to an example of how people will just fuck each other over and the lengths they will go to 
to do that. It was proper, intense, brutal back end of that film. I, I, I don't feel like I was maybe left scarred by it. I just feel like I walked away from it like, wow. Um, absolutely deserving of uh, Oscars. Definitely Oscar worthy as far as uh, as far as films go. Uh, thoroughly enjoyable watch. Well, uh, you know, I will say quite an intense film, quite an intense watch, um, but absolutely worth worth watching. Um, J.K. Simmons, one of those people, he's been in everything, like all sorts of stuff. Uh, for me personally, uh, I, I do think um, his his role was uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, in the Spider-Man, in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, although I do feel like he has um, resurrected that role in other stuff. I can't think. And that, you see, now I want to look it up. It, it's one of those things. I don't feel like right. Because I'm like, I should have done all of this research already. But sometimes you just don't know what you're going to end up talking about. Right, let's go to filmography. 202 acting roles. Now then. He was in one episode of 99. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's in Bojack Horseman. He does a voice in Bojack Horseman. He was in 21 Bridges. Uh, which I watched last week. Yeah, I was right. See, I find that to be quite interesting. He was J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man Far From Home. Was he J. Jonah Jameson in the other Spider-Man? Do we know? It's things like that. He's listening, you know, he's listening. Commissioner Gordon in the Justice League. Justice League movie. I know he voiced a character in Justice League. He's, ju he's just been in absolutely everything. Zootropolis. Yeah. See, now I'm just going through, I'm just going through this. I wanted to know if he was in the other Spider-Man. I don't know if that character appeared in that Spider-Man. I was, gonna, I was about to say, oh, he was in Avengers, but that's a cartoon. Uh, how long ago was the other Spider-Man? Oh, there he is, Whiplash. I'm guessing if I've got back to 2013 that he wasn't in. But yeah, pretty sure he uh, resurrected that character. Well, no, I'm not pretty sure. We now know, having looked it up, he did resurrect that character in the more recent Spider-Man films. Which is... interesting whilst also being quite cool but maybe being a little bit weird that to me says everything that to me says that he was born to play that role and he absolutely encapsulates that role perfect um so that's whiplash give that a whirl absolutely you don't have to have like you don't have to be into jazz i'm not a massive jazz fan although i did enjoy the jazz that was in that film again i wonder if that's an age thing 
Um, you have to be into drumming, although I don't know, it probably helps. Um, just it was just it was just good film, good film. Um, I I warn you now, I'm probably going to look up the film after this because I want to get the list of actors to give you some uh, idea. So brace yourself for that if you don't like the bits where I look stuff up. Um, just 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 be aware. So. As previously mentioned, Saturday night, movie night, cheat meal. Uh, everyone's happy, everyone's having a great time. Um, I got a box set for my birthday. Um, I'm trying to get rid of DVDs uh, and stuff that I deem worth keeping hold of, uh, I'm trying to replace on Blu ray. Spoken about replacing the Blade box set because on DVD it's quite big and on Blu-ray it's a lot smaller. Space saving. Um, this ultimately happened. I believe I got it. For, I believe I got the box set for my birthday, and then it's just sat. I mean, what? We're in November. At time of recording, it's November, uh, and my birthday is in July. So you know, that's how it goes. That's how it is. Um, so, we've kind of exhausted all of the... Oh, we absolutely want to watch that. Definitely want to watch that. Let's watch that. Uh, and it was getting down to the, well, what have we got left kind of situation. Uh, Blade came up. Lan, not super enamoured with the idea of watching Blade, but I think was kind of in that there's not a lot else. So, we watched Blade. Um, I have seen Blade a lot. Uh, again, what I haven't seen for a long time, but the film I have seen a lot. Uh, when I was about 19, uh, there was a point where I, I, I got a truly legitimate VHS copy of it. Uh, and probably watched it a couple of times a day. Um, so, I've seen it a lot. But it's always nice to come back to stuff like that. Um, the reason that I wanted to bring this film up, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, we're not, not going to have a new conversation about Blade. I want to talk about special effects. I want to talk about um, CG. Blade was made at a time where CG was becoming more available. I saw on the credits that they specifically listed out the the team of people that made the CG for the um, the fight at the end of the film uh, that's how sort of how big CG was in those days um, which ultimately meant that there was a lot more reliance on practical effects and this is where the the things sort of come into it so I have this thing like with having children that I, I work on the principle that as the years go on and as they reach um, as they get older there'll be films that I'll be saying to them, oh you should watch this, you should watch that, you should watch the other um, a lot of them will be of, a, of an older rating, you know, probably in the 18s sort of ratings 15s um, so there will be a lot of oh you know, look at this and look at that and it's that which will have aged better and I think we all know that 
practical effects, although they look a particular way, they age incredibly well. You sit down, you take the time out of your day, and you sit down and watch America Werewolf in London. That film is immaculate as far as the practical effects go. There have been films that have attempted to recreate the stuff in America Werewolf in London and have failed, like, you know, further down the line. You know, you've got your dog soldiers and stuff like that. Um, those practical effects are amazing, you know, alien, aliens, and so on and so forth. Those practical effects, um, your Star Warses and things like this. But we all know that amazing, speaking of Star Wars, an amazing way to ruin a franchise is to take those films with those practical effects and start layering CG into them uh, and making them terrible. And this was the thing, sitting and watching Blade, obviously there's a lot of practical effects, uh, a lot of blood, a lot of gore, a lot of um, prosthetics and things like that. But then when you get to the CG stuff, it's not aged well. It looks quite bad. And I, I wonder, you know, I watch it and I think, what will my children think? when they see films like that, films that will be quite dated to them by the time they see it. You know, they'll have grown up with the likes of, you know, Avengers, Spider-Mans, things like that. To go back, well, what will it be, 20 years to when Blade came out? More than 20 years. Um, I imagine they'll look at aspects of those films and just be like, well, it looks terrible. Um, so there's a lot to be said for practical effects, I think. And that's all I really wanted to say about um, Blade and um, films that might not age overly well. Right, I'm going to look this film up because I want to I wanna inform as best I can. Uh, I haven't looked it up already. thought I had. There it is. I watched the film today, which I will have mentioned to you guys previously, as something that I wanted to see. And it was all around that time that I was complaining about uh, renting stuff. That for a long time I'd been very much like, oh, renting stuff's uh, the way to go. And then I just kept getting burnt on stuff. Uh, they wanted a lot of money for films that weren't amazing. Turns out, if you wait long enough, you can watch it for free. So, I was going through Prime today. It's like, well, you know, what's this, what's that, what's the other, what's available? New film on there, Method in the Madness. So, one of those, it's, so it will be classed as an indie. Um, very meta. Because it's got Jason, it's a Jason Mewes film. He directed it and he stars and he's the main character. Kevin Smith's in it. Um, and well, let's 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 talk about who's in this film, shall we? So Jason Mewes, Vinnie Jones, some other guy, Gina 
Carano of Deadpool and the Mandalorian fame. Kevin Smith, Danny Trio. Couldn't work out who that guy, Mickey Gooch Jr. I remember when they made it, they made a big deal about this guy, but I, I, I just don't know who he is. Stan Lee, Brian O'Halloran of other Kevin Smith film fames. Terry Hatcher. Uh, is that guy David Dast Malchian? Uh, he is in the one that always jumps out. He's in the Ant Man films as one of the like the cronies, I guess. Uh, Dean Kane, Judd Nelson, uh, Harlequin Smith. Who was he? I meant to look him up at some point. So, I, I, I think you'll agree that it's it's got an absolute cast list. It's got, you know, if you, if you like those sorts of things, uh, I thought it was amusing that both Terry Hatcher and Dean Kane were in it. That was quite amusing. Um, Danny Trio's always good. Obviously, Kevin Smith and uh, Jason Mewes. Uh, so you've got Vinnie Jones you know, you've got these big name actors you know, a lot of those people are big name actors for one, for one reason or another but you've got the indie film aspect so this film is very much a sandwich any time like a big name actor was in it it was quite good quite enjoyable Vinnie Jones was quite good in it Kevin Smith uh, there, there was a scene in it I was like I wonder, you know, wonder if that was maybe a little difficult to film um, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes have this scene together where he he basically tears a strip off him about his uh, about his addiction and you know how that or past addiction should I say and how that affected him and how he doesn't want to see him go down that road in the future and I was like Poof. it was a bit brutal um, so you've got all of that you know when these when these big actors are in it Terry Hatcher was quite amusing Dean Kane was quite amusing um, you have the guy from Gremlins um, when these big name actors are in it so it was a very enjoyable film. Jason Mewes, probably a little out of his depth as a lead, but ironically, that's what the film was about. So it was, I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was an intentional choice or happy accident maybe I don't know because I think if you go back and look at um, a couple of the like the Jane Silent Bob films he does reasonably well as a as a lead actor so I don't know if that was an intentional choice anyway so when you've got these these big name actors the film was perfectly fine when it flips to like the other side of the sandwich, the other the other slice of the bread being the indie aspect of this film. 
it wasn't great there was a few elements about it that felt very indie felt very low budget anytime like the news was on tv like the news segments were really poor um there was a scene with kevin smith where basically it was on green screen i don't know if they'd like not been able to get him to be there to film the scene so they just green screened it very obvious painfully obvious it was uh, it hurt the eyes a little uh, and again there was obviously uh, there was there was a scene where I presu you know presumably they couldn't get Kevin Smith for that day's shooting so th th he's just he's just a voiceover in a scene that he's supposed to be in um, and again the following scene again he's, he's supposed to be at a particular place but they could have just filmed it anywhere those aspects were quite poor in a lot of ways and uh, because you've got that indie factor you have to kind of tear the rough with the smooth um so it was a real mixed bag of a movie i will say this in hindsight i'm glad i didn't pay to watch it however depending on how much I would have had to have paid for it would have probably shaped my opinion more yeah if, if I'd have paid five pounds to see it I'd have been less impressed if I'd have paid two pounds to see it I'd have been probably okay with that so that's kind of your your your, your range on that one I would say um, so yeah it was it was largely okay uh, again some of the aspects of the story were really reaching I felt um, but as a, as a directorial debut uh, and you know all of that very well done I would say very well done um, I do wonder what favours he might have had to call in Speaking of The Mandalorian, as I very briefly did just then, I watched the second episode of the second series of The Mandalorian. Um, this is the episode that's had quite a bit of controversy around it. Uh, I saw the controversy the day I watched it. So there's this controversy, Baby Yoda has eaten these eggs and the whole point of the episode is the the Mandalorian's taking this uh, female alien and her eggs to a particular planet to be fertilized by her husband and baby Yoda throughout the uh, the episode keeps eating the eggs so there's this controversy uh, weirdly I'm pretty sure that there was no mention of the fact that also in the episode he eats an egg of another species which causes a lot of problems um i that's one of those i could see both sides of the argument on that one uh it was kind of, you could see that it was basically done as if it was enough supposed to be funny but also you can see why people have not been overly impressed by the the, the, I don't know, the message maybe um 
so yeah a little bit yeah I still say at this point in time uh, the Mandalorian yeah, as I say outside of the games the Mandalorian is absolutely hands down the best thing that has a Star Wars name attached to it uh, and as I always say I know that there are people out there that, that heartily disagree with that um, it's my opinion and I am entitled to it um, it was a perfectly fine episode I sat and watched it with the cat what well, one of the cats he was not impressed about this but uh, he got a belly tickle out of it so I think it was you know one of them um, yeah it was fine speaking of computer games uh, we're actually going to talk about a Star Wars computer game um, but we'll get to that now then because I keep my notes I can just double check mm. no that's good so um, a game that I've been after playing for a little while and I had a bit of a bit of a blip with it uh, is Gears of War Tactics I never know what to get turn based it's not an RTS I made the mistake of calling it an RTS the other day turn-based tactical shooter is that what they're called is that why it's called tactics that might be why it's called tactics now I think about it um, as we know not a huge fan of the Gears of War franchise um, but I am a fan of certain types of games um, oh, you know something I've just realised I haven't written a game down on my list uh, where should I pop that I should pop that there. I can't remember what it's called. Hard West. Let's call it that. Hard West. There we go. It's on the list now. Uh, Gears Tactics is it's not top down. It's a. Uh, I don't know. I. I fuck it. Let's uh, let's have a look, shall we? Uh, I don't need to know how to make a caramel macchiato. Gears Tactics. It's actually just called Gears Tactics. There. Gears Tactics is a turn based tactics video game. There you go. So I, I, I was there. Um, I don't have a lot of luck with these sorts of games, but I do enjoy them whilst ever I'm playing them. The one, the one being was it XCOM 2. That within literally a few goes, like the entire planet was taken over. Uh, I am not great at them. Uh, I have been, uh, I have been having more luck with Gears Tactics. I've been enjoying it. I managed to kill a big, uh, a Brumac, 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 whichever. Uh, that was enjoyable. It was fun. Um, weirdly, I got to a bit, and I was like. I don't want to play this anymore so I haven't played it since I don't feel that is a reflection on the game it's very much a, oh I'll go back to it I feel that is a reflection on me at the moment um, as we'll come to 
when we talk about another game. Um, just, just suddenly, I have this overwhelming feeling of I don't want to play this, and I don't think that was the game because I was enjoying the game up to that point. Um, there's a part of me that does wonder if it's maybe the same issue that I had with playing Dishonored Two, like because I have to use my brain. Maybe there's that, and I have to like give it a rest and play stuff that doesn't you know, need a lot of brain power. I don't know, but um, I've, I've taken a break from it. Um, as with last week, uh, I've been playing um, Squadrons, Star Wars Squadrons. Um, I want to say, I want to be able to say, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's good and stuff. Um, that game is not great. It's quite dull. And there was a point where I was playing it, and barring all the bugs of which there are, there is one particularly annoying bug, which I'm pretty sure I talked about last week, where it just kills the controller and you have to restart the mission. There was a point where the game was going, you could definitely tell it was going towards the back end. And I, and I was like, right, well, th what this means is we're getting to the back end of this game. And what that means is that it's going to get better. You know, the missions are going to be longer. They're going to be more detailed. You're going to have to do more. And it's just going to, it's going to sort of like a crescendo as games generally do. So I'm, I was geared up, I was ready, I'm like, yes, this is what we want. And I did a mission that was so mind-numbingly dull. I was like, why would you do this? Your story's going in a particular direction. Your missions are going in a particular direction. Rather than keeping that flow going oh, let's do a really dull, boring mission where nothing really happens. How, how about that? It offended me. It was that... It was just like somebody slammed it in reverse. It ground the whole thing to a halt and was so dull that I was like, I can't, I am so annoyed, I can't bring myself to play this right now. I fully intend to go back to that game. But, like we're about to discuss, I'm a little bit spoiled for choice at the moment. And that doesn't help that game's cause. Because... It's, it's that thing, it's like, do you want to play something that's fun and enjoyable and good, or a tactical shooter, or uh, a tactical first-person shooter, or something on, in that realm something that's that's great or really good or good or do you want to play a game that you know to be quite dull it's that kind of dilemma so there's that um, so coming on to this EA uh, I think it's EA Access maybe has been added to Game Pass. So if you've got like me, I'm I've been testing the 
um, the Game Pass Ultimate where you get gold and Game Pass for one price. Um, I, I used to think it was expensive. I think more recently I've found it quite useful and I think it's a little bit more reasonably priced. But as I've said, um, as I've said in the last week or so, um, I think when I reach a point where it's like when I've kind of played everything I want to play, I, I will just uh, that'll be the end of it. So, so EA EA Access, I believe it's called, has gone on to Game Pass. So you get all all of these EA games free. Obviously, nothing current. I.e., Squadrons is made by EA. So it's a bit like, eh, shame, but kind of to be expected. None of the current versions, like Madden, the current version of Madden isn't on there. But all the ones that came before it for the last X number of years is. So again, swings around about. I think it's the same with like the NBA uh, and the golf and stuff like that. So there's that. What is on there is a load of Xbox 360 games, which certain people would just look at and be like, really? More backwards compatible games? I looked at those games and was like, hello, does anybody remember when I played Crisis Remastered and the, and the only thing I wanted to do after that was play Crisis 2 and 3? Guess what's on EA? And guess what's on EA Access? That's right. Crisis, uh, to be fair, it was Crisis 1, 2, and 3, but obviously I've played the remastered version recently, so I just downloaded 2 and 3. I also downloaded Dead Space 2 and 3, because I played Dead Space a little while ago. Um, so, we'll come on to a couple of those games. I do want to give a mention to the game I'd forgotten that I've been playing. I think it's called Hard West. It's a game on the Switch. Uh, I know the Switch doesn't get a lot of mention. Uh, but it is something that I do play now and then, nothing major. Uh, but I bought this game because uh, Mr. Mr. Games Keeper had recommended it to me because it was £1.75. Strangely, exactly the same sort of style as Gears Tactics. It's a tactical shooter, but as you might have guessed, it's set in the Wild West. A um, little bit harder than Gears Tactics, but um, it's been quite fun. I've played I've played a few levels and it was quite hard, but I uh, managed to get through a few levels. Uh, and when I get the opportunity, it will be something that I will go back to playing. This next game, uh, I feel a little embarrassed. But I think by now we can safely say this is a game that I have a kind of I know like a love affair with this game. Um, I know it's I know it's bad and I know it's wrong, uh, but also you know I downloaded Anthem for the Xbox. I own it for the PlayStation, uh, but with EA, EA Access going on to the, the Xbox, it was there, and I was like, man, I could really go for Samantha right now, knowing full well that I wouldn't have to pay for things like, um, for, for me to play on the PlayStation, I'd have to pay for PSN, which I'm not prepared to do. 
but with having it as part of Game Pass, don't have to bother with any of that. I can just play it. I did download it. I have been playing it. Um, say what you want about that game, um, and certainly the the later into it you get, it is just the EA model of grinding. But up till that point, the missions are individual missions. The story is not wildly amazing but it's vaguely interesting in places um, and whatever you say about that game there are two things number one the world they have created for that game is amazing it's, it's like no other world that has been created for a game so there's that and I think if you give it the opportunity and if you take nothing else away from it there is that to take away from it Number two, if you want to fly around in a big metal suit, uh, like as if you're Iron Man with machine guns and rockets and grenades and all that, Anthem is the game for you. I know that there are games out there where you can actually play as Iron Man, um, but I do feel that those two things together, the, the world and the suits, the different suits that you can get, um, are worth it, you know, worth the time and the investment into that game. Unfortunately, there is a multitude of downsides to it, but I am aware that I saw recently that that game is getting uh, like a 2.0 rebuild. Uh, unfortunately, the stuff I saw that they were bigging up didn't sound like they were going to save that game. They need to remove the the grind element from it and do something with that. Um, the other game I've been playing is Crisis 2 previously mentioned uh, having played Crisis Remastered and being a bit like I liked it more by the time I finished it than I did when I started it uh, it's it was just an interesting game um, however I remember playing Crisis 2 and especially Crisis 3 a lot more than playing the first Crisis. Um, so, put Crisis 2 on. Thoroughly enjoyable gaming experience, that. Um, another one of those where I look at it and it's like, man, I, I wish they'd have. I wish they'd have expanded on the mechanics that are in this game you know there is an aspect of you go into a new area and you can survey it and there are different ways that you can go about completing that section and I remember seeing a, a trailer for Deus Ex might have been the Ex Machina one um, and that was a system that they they were suggesting they were going to use, and I was like, man, that's it's such a great system. Uh, and when the when they delivered that game, that wasn't a thing. It was just like a you know you you make it up yourself sort of thing. Whereas Crisis is very Crisis Two is very much a you can do it this way, you can do it that way. Here's all your options. You decide. Um, and I do feel that that that's a good mechanic that maybe should be utilised a little bit more as far as gaming is concerned played the first few missions, kind of got the suit so that it's at the point where you can use both stealth and armour which takes a little bit of time um, 
and there's been a, a, an element of um, I got an alien skin sample in the soup sort of absorbed it a um, lot of fun um, so yeah those are the sort of like the, the games that I'm probably going to be centering around for the next X amount of time there will come a point where the Xbox will no doubt start telling me a lot that uh, my game pass is running out it did that a lot towards the back end of the month which got really annoying um, but it is what it is and it was what it was so there we go um, part of me feels that that was probably a long one feels like one of those where I've had loads of caffeine and then just ramble at you rather than with you but hey that's it for this one and until next time I'm going to say bye talk to you then So there we go. What do you think of that? Another one done. And another week gone. Where does the time go? YouTube watchers, check us out on uh, on all the other platforms. iTunes, SoundCloud. But if you are digging the YouTube, then uh, make yourself one of the special ones. Make yourself a YouTube subscriber. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there, there's uh, various social media links, you can even drop us an email, drop us a line, let us know how you're getting on. So that's it for this one, until next time I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.